This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. This is Sean and with me is Jake. And Sean got the opening right the first time today. I did indeed. I wrote it down, actually. I wrote it on my little notes here that you're doing Hawkside, <laughs> not WA. Uh, and I read my notes. I Because I, every time I screw up, I'm looking. What I do is I look up at the time code running in the little window here. And above it is the logo that I use for this skype account and it's the the wa logo and i look at that and my brain goes ah that's the cast you're doing and then that comes right out of my mouth so this time i made sure not to do that and write and look at the word hawk's eye in, in my notes <laughs> and it went fine um welcome to two middle-aged men who are um have no idea what they're doing and uh, uh memory problems oh man well, this just recently was my birthday, and I... Uh, okay, now, now just for clarity, how old are you? I now. am 45 now. 45, okay. Yes. Um, so, so, and I am in no room to joke since you are two years younger than I am. <laughs> so, yeah, I am, I am 45 as of a couple of days ago. Welcome to the classification of mid-40s. Yes, you are now officially mid-40s. No one can tell you you are in your... Like in 44, you could lie and say, ah, I'm in my early 40s. No. No, you're not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one year away from having to admit I'm in my late 40s. I'm yeah. on that borderline. Yeah, it's super exciting. Um, my... <laughs> my <laughs> My my big thing on my birthday, I was like, man, this is great. My my boss gave me the day off for the day. He's like, oh, it's your birthday. And I, I did him a favor uh, earlier and, and did a uh, presentation for him that he w didn't have to spend five hours on a building. Did, did you get your yearly gift card? Uh, I probably will next week, but he was out of town. So, uh, oh, okay. I, yes, I probably will, uh, but it's not yet. Uh, but um, all that to say, I so I spent the day home. I woke up and I had the worst stomach and acid reflux and indigestion pain i've had in years it felt like somebody was knifing me in the gut and i spent all day curled up in a ball so uh that was my birthday happy and then birthday. yeah oh yeah happy welcome to your mid 40s uh so that was super fun and then uh, i was like this is going to be okay i woke up um you know, I called my brother, who's a pharmacist, and I'm like, what do I need to do to get rid of this? I've got to go to a gun show. Drop, he told me. Drop two Nexium. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I'm like, he's like, go get this. And, and okay, cool. And, you know, I, I took all my stuff, and I felt reasonably better. I go to the gun show in the morning. I was like, cool, I got birthday money. Now, uh, should we explain some of the birthday money? You know what? Let's do that, uh, actually. So, surprisingly enough, now I was bitching just last cast. That the, the funny thing is that a good portion of this actually happened in the midst of him bitching just last cast. Yeah, just last <laughs> cast, I was bitching that it would never occur to my wife to give me gun money for a birthday or holiday because that's just not what they think of when they think, let's get presents for dad or uh, said husband. So imagine my surprise when my wife 
bounces up to me uh, on my birthday, which I am doubled over, cranky in bed watching Killing <laughs> Eve, and says, I got your present. I nailed it this year. <laughs> the last time she said that, uh, she got me John Wayne, which I'm a big Western fan, and I love that, but she got me a John Wayne collector's ceramic plate, which arrived cracked. Um, not that I wanted a John Wayne collector's plate, much less a ceramic one, and it was broken when it got there. She's like, you could see we're good, and that's the last time she claimed she nailed it. Nailed it! You know, it's the last time that happened. So it's You're always, welcome. yeah, it's always kind of a joke that I'm just like, oh, God, what is she going to get? She tr- she tries so hard, and I admit I am very hard to shop for because over the years I've had several fits of minimalism. And I have just trashed or thrown away most of the stuff I own because I just I don't like to keep that much stuff around me. I don't. My house is cluttered enough. I live with three women. They they are all hoarders. It's terrible. But so she's like, I nailed it. And she hands me an envelope and in it is gun money. She's like, look, I didn't know where to get it and I didn't want to get the wrong thing. And she flat out came out and told me she goes, Jake helped. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> he said you wanted this terrible gun that and i asked why and he and he's like just trust me he'll like it and i looked it up and and it looks ugly and it looked like something you would want but i couldn't find one i went to three gun shops and that's true she went to shields she went to cabela's neither of which would carry high point and, of course not and she went to a local gun shop that did carry a high point but they didn't have one in stock She's like, I desperately tried to find it, but I couldn't find one. But here's the money to buy one. And she's like, here in it, and in it, it had a picture of a high point C9, and <laughs> the the money taped to it to buy one. And I was like, this may be the best gift you've ever given me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, as soon as you can find it, please go get one. So, as you as you were saying this, what was going through my mind was, okay, I, I am married to someone who is freakily freakishly afraid of firearms. So there's no way in hell anyone in my house would do that for me. However, <laughs> what occurred to me is is that you have a wife who is not opposed to firearms. She may think of them a little bit differently than we do, but she's not opposed to them. No, she's not. Not at all. And not only that, but the one that I knew that would be – I, the way I actually even proposed it to her was as a gag gift. <laughs> well, I, you know, because I, I, my thought process when I sent her the link while we were having this conversation last cast was her response would be, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so I proposed it immediately as a gag gift. And I said, if it's worth, you know, X number of dollars to do a gag gift for your husband, he will honestly, I promise you, this is something he will honestly enjoy. And the worst part about it is that she even thought of just at one point, and I, and I don't want to give anything away because uh, I don't know if this is a future possibility or not, but she even went and looked at a little bit at a different possibility and stuff like that and came back to this and went, you know what, this is what we're going to do. Um, but it, it was just hilarious, the fact that all of this was, well, I'll rephrase, most of this because there were some conversations throughout the week. Most of this went on while you and I were talking on the cast last night <laughs> about how no one would ever give you a gun for your birthday. Uh, yeah, and I was I was shocked. I really was. I was like that you had help. This would never have occurred to you. Like I know, I know you. I've been we've been married for twenty two years. Like this is like this would never have occurred to you. <laughs> this has to be Jake, and especially with that. 
Like, there's no way you know what a high point C9 is, you know, let alone the, I, I, the whole yeet cannon facade. Even in the process, I was trying to find something that I had seen recently just to send her just to get her to understand the joke, which was a meme. It may not have even been a meme. It may have been a legitimate ad somewhere along the line for somebody trying to sell a high point C9. And at the bottom, it says also usable as a hammer. Yeah, I saw that. You said that to me. I was like, you <laughs> oh, know, actually, okay. that's probably true. You know. <laughs> But I mean, I and she's after she gave it to me, she's like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll admit Jake helped. I'm like, this is this is like the best. She's and and she was quiet for a little while, and she because she was just happy that I was happy and that I I had appreciated awesome. that that this is where she knew I would like it. And she goes, okay, I gotta ask. This thing's ugly as sin, but why the hell do you want it? Jake says it's a terrible gun. I said he's right, it is. <laughs> But um, the thing about it that Jake and I both uh, like is that it's a terrible gun that works really well, and everyone hates it, but they can't get it to malfunction, they can't kill it, they can't beat it up, they can't make it cease functioning, and there's something really, uh, uh, I guess, worthy of note and, and redeeming to me about a pistol everyone hates, but eventually, if they use it, they have to like it because it's so damn well built. And you know what's, what'll end up being the the total knife in the back when it's all said and done? If when you go to shoot the sucker, it gives you the most accurate little um, oh yeah, no, uh, that'll be hysterical. That you've ever had. Yeah, it'll be hysterical. Wow, this works better than the Beretta. I I sincerely <laughs> doubt that will happen. However, <laughs> I will have one, you know. And I, so <laughs> she's like, okay, that sounds very much like something you'd do. I said, you know, this is. This is just like the time when I, you know, I fix it. I said it's, it's like a lot of the guns I like. You know, they're old, they're decrepit, they're beat up, and everybody goes, eh, why would you want that? This one comes out of the box like that. <laughs> it's like the ultimate me gun, you know? Like, oh, dear Lord, you bought, well, you paid money for that? Like, I, I appreciate that. And you're going to get a Han Solo type uh, uh, holster for it. And you're you're damn carry right. That you know, a drop thigh holster. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and I just, I, it, it communicates with me. And I don't want the nice one that you want. I don't want the Gen 2. I want the ugly duckling, right? The uh -huh. one that's not good for anything besides being well, a they, hammer. They still you know? haven't managed to actually release the Gen 2 yet. It's not even on their website anymore. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I really do want one of those those original C9s, and, and I'm like, okay, I have to be able to do this. So um, she's like, look, I couldn't find one. No reputable store around here carries them, and they make this face. I'm like, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Uh, when, you, when you ask, do they carry a high point C9? And they're like, no. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen them in the store is when somebody – uh, goes to consign one, and the only reason they ever get bought is because somebody looks down at a used one and goes, "Wow, a seventy-five dollar gun." <laughs> I'll take it. I, does it? It really? It shoots real nine millimeter, not like airsoft or something, right? All right, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll do it. It's not a paintball gun, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, it's it's kind of how I felt about it, and I was like, "All right, cool." Uh, so she, I couldn't find one. I'm like, "That's no problem. I'm going to the gun show tomorrow." And uh, we, she was very pleased with herself, and I was very happy. I had gun money. I had uh, actually several hundred dollars that I could go to the gun show with. I was going to get a holster for my Beretta, and I was going to go track down a C9, which I knew they would have at a gun show with a 1,000 tables at it. 
and part of me was actually questioning when she told me that she was just going to give you money to go find one, whether or not you actually would go find one or if it would end up getting rolled into some other project. Well, here's uh, here's what happened. Well, I I didn't know either. You know, I figured, but I was kind of on a mission for one because I really kind of I really kind of want one. So I'm like, uh, and I'll, you know, I'll get a compressor and I'll carve yeet cannon into the side of it. It'll be great. You know, I'll just kind of stipple yeet cannon in it. You, you you also need to do something in the nature of, uh, you know, pointing at the front end going dangerous end or something of that <laughs> nature. You know, shots come out here. Shooty bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, l- let's put it this way. As, as obvious as it is, I working with medical lasers, every medical laser has a little sign on it somewhere along the line telling you where the laser comes out of, as if you couldn't <laughs> tell. So, and I'm just thinking you need one of those, something that basically says, bullets come out here. <laughs> yeah, because once you get one, uh, you're never going to sell it, because it's, uh, A, not going to be worth any money, and B, won't find anyone to buy it. Uh, so, it will be eternally yours, so it doesn't really matter what you do to it, you know? Well, even then, if you're going to have it, you might as well run with the joke. Yeah, you know, and it's it's very much my personality. Like, Jake and I joke all the time, Jake has this great vision, and I am in full support of it like if we ever get the money and the time we're going to get like a 1970s gremlin and pimp the living crap out of it oh oh no i i was the one not far off but what mine was the not the gremlin the pinto oh yes oh no even it, it better. has it specifically has to be the one that would explode if it was hit in the back end with the left turn signal on oh yeah no we'd have to do that and we would it'd get like a three thousand dollar paint job and custom rims and you know it, it just so you could drive down the road and people would look at you and go that is awesome but why why you know that's the vibe i liked it which is why jake and i are friends all right we have the same warped sense of humor uh and just smile back and be like yeah <laughs> um that's definitely and that's what i like to do with a lot of guns it'll pump more horsepower than that porsche yours (laughs) exactly ls swap it or something you know (laughs) um you know and if you hit it in the gas tank it's ballistic power uh so i mean it's i love to do that with guns i love you know people will buy that why are you buying it it's Hundred bucks, man. I make like three, four hundred of it. I know, but it'll take like three months. Why? Why? You could. Aren't there nicer guns? Sure, but it's hard to find a gun this crappy. <laughs> you know, I can Good do point. this much work on. So, so you made it to the gun show. I, I, I interrupted that one, so I apologize. You are you just made it fine. to the gun show. Uh, I made it to the gun show. We were tenth in line, as I have said. And we're standing there. We're all happy with ourselves. Both of us have cash. We're we're going into it's uh, the Allen Gun Show's around. Uh, depending on what time of year it is, it's about eight hundred to a thousand tables big, and it's an entire convention center full of firearms and stuff like that. It's great. There's accessories there. There's all kinds of stuff. I was uh, supremely confident I could find a holster for my Beretta. And uh, I was going to find a C9 because I know that there's a vendor in there that deals in High Point. Well, I'm not sure why, but I know there's a vendor well, in there who deals with High Point. Well, the other one that you'll get people talking about is actually being decent uh, firearms, as much as a lot of people don't want to admit it, are their carbines. Yeah. You know, and, and people give them, and, you know, stuff like Rossi and stuff like that, a lot of crap, but a lot of times they do some pretty decent stuff. 
which I got a story about a Rossi here in a minute. Uh, so we uh, we're standing outside the line, all is well. Uh, you know, I I took uh, my brother's advice, and and you know, my stomach was feeling better. I was okay. You know, it was a we were standing in the shade. It was a lovely morning. We were going to a gun show. Had money. My dad gets a call from my mom. He's like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, we're at the show. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure what you want me to do about it. I'm an hour and a half away, Rose. You're kidding. All right. <laughs> and he hangs up the phone. And the guy in front of us is an older dude, big mustache and everything, goes, Oh, I know that tone of voice. I am sorry, sir. Whatever's happened, I am sorry. He goes, uh, It's... You, you got to go, don't you? My dad looks at me, and he's like, we got to go. I'm like, you're shitting me. You're... I, I was waiting for what's this we stuff. Yeah, well, I drove him, so, <laughs> so I was like, crap. Because uh, so, our normal thing is, you know, my dad, depending on where the gun show is, one of us will drive to the other one's house, and then we'll take off, and that will... So you're not, like, driving one way and then driving back, you know, going against town or against traffic or against uh, distance or time so that, you know, whatever. So if we're going to the Fort Worth Gun Show, I drive to my dad's house. If we're going to Allen or Mesquite, he drives to my house. And if we go to Dallas, it's kind of a flip of a coin. We normally do mine because mine gets better gas mileage than his. But this time I drove. So I'm his ride home. And, and I'm like, what happened? Well, your mother was going to uh, her thing. The the car stalled, and then she tried to. She got it started again. It stalled again. She got it back home about halfway down the driveway, and it's just dead. Oh, fantastic! I'm like, well, then tell her we'll be there. You know, after the show. I mean, it probably only take us. You know, it's, it's forty like minutes. It's, all, it's on your driveway. Yeah, it's in your driveway. It's not like she's unsafe or anything like that. I mean, just tell her we're. It's forty minutes to the show in an hour. You know. We probably cruise the show in an hour and get done what we need to get done. We can buy a gun, find a holster. Uh, you can get what you need to get done done, and uh, you know we'll we'll cruise back. We'll be home by ten thirty. You know what's 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 the problem? She has a show where she's judging. My mom's a dog show judge, has been for thirty years. And oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, and uh, she's she's done a lot of these, and uh, that's her primary source of income um she's a she's many different types of judges and stuff but these things she'd be giving up like 1500 bucks uh which my parents would probably need to fix whatever's wrong with this van so uh i'm like oh, you're crap you're shitting me he's like nope she's got a dog show she's got to be there at this time like you know even Uber. you know even speeding it would take like an hour and 15 minutes to get over there he goes i know God, all right. Let's just go. Let's just go. I'm I'm back to my original statement. Uber. Yeah. Well, Uber. Um. The I did check. Like we did check, <laughs> and it would take 20 minutes for an Uber to get there, and the cost would be pretty astronomical to drive 70 miles across town. So it would be just, it's a lot quicker to get her out there and she needed to be there by a certain time. So we're like, screw it. All right, fine. Let's just go. I have one last question on that one then and I'll drop it. Daughter-in-law? Daughter-in-law was at Six Flags. Oh, yeah, that, that definitely cuts that one out. With the kids. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately they're fun. It, it takes precedence over yours whether that's good or not. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, dads normally get the... <laughs> birthday notwithstanding. Yeah, birthday notwithstanding, birthday weekend notwithstanding. Yeah, nobody cared. Uh, so I'm like, all right, fine. So once again, I, I swear this gun is cursed for me. Like, I cannot... It's 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 becoming an Eleanor, you know? That's a Gone in 60 Seconds reference yeah, I, for those I, of you I who actually did don't, catch that. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, go watch Gone in 60 Seconds. Apparently, it is uh, not easy for me to get this gun, because I've gone out to go get it a couple of times, and the couple of times I've gone to get it where I had the money, it either wasn't there, or I've gotten called away. So, I don't have it yet. However, so we go over to my mom's house, and we push... Uh, to a 70-year-old and a 45-year-old pushed my mom's minivan <laughs> up the driveway uh, to go and get it near the tools and all that kind of stuff. I have a, an OBD2 reader and everything, and you figure out what's wrong with the car, and it winds up being a, uh, a fuel sensor, so that's why it was dying. And so we go to the parts store, and they actually happen to have one of the fuel sensors, so we got that installed and everything. So about mid-afternoon, we're both dying. Now, remember, it's July in Texas, and it's sunny. <laughs> All right? It's 92 degrees, and a 70-year-old and a 45-year-old who's just gotten over some kind of weird-ass stomach thing are sitting in my dad's living room just devastated. One, we didn't get to go to the the uh, the gun show. The second, we're, like, suffering heat exhaustion. And uh, my dad's like Gatorade and air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. Gatorade and air conditioning. I think we both put on a war movie and took a nap in the living room, <laughs> like old, like old men. Uh, I'm gonna put you know Guns of Navarone on. I'm like awesome, and I remember the opening credits, and then it was over. Uh, so for me, I just I, I go straight to the documentary World War Two in color. Oh yeah, no, oh no, I've been there before too. I, it's, but. Uh, uh, the, the only one, like for me, my go-tos are like where Eagles dare Kelly's heroes, um, midway I like that one a lot. Uh, those, those types of things. I always have something that I'm, that I tend to keep on in the background for the longest time. And people would joke with me for this one. It was Guy Fieri diners, drive-ins and dives. You're kidding me. I'm dead serious. <laughs> um, before that it was Bob Ross. I love Bob Ross. He's very frustrating uh, as an artist, but I like you try and fi- have you ever tried to do what Bob Ross does? Not not even remotely close. I, I've always assumed I couldn't. And the worst part about it is I don't think I've ever actually seen him finish a painting. It's just something to have on in the background. It's just so damn soothing. <laughs> he just and talks you may have to heard, you. Well, and well, the funny thing is, is I went from Bob Ross to Guy Fieri to Joe Kenda. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, and I've decided that Joe Kenda is, in fact, the Bob Ross of murder. You know, probably a little bit. He's just very soothing when he speaks, <laughs> and he talks much like this. My, you, my, my. It's a hoot, you know. <laughs> you're, just, you're just like... Uh, I, like well, I, I listened to that audio book on, uh, on your recommendation, The I Will Find You. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's a fabulous book. If any uh, like you uh, out there who have not listened to it or anything like that, it's it's narrated by Detective Joe Kenda himself, by the way. Yes. And it is a fascinating um, look back at his career and how he identifies things and, and, you know, kind of different anecdotal stories he has about cases that he was involved in and stuff like that. It's a fantastic book. Uh, and even to keep it somewhat top- topical, towards the end, he's got a very, very interesting take on the ideas of gun control. 
and, and it's a very, very, as with a lot of things with him, is a very, very non-emotional, logical take on it. Yeah, I would say that, like, if you ever wanted to to look at somebody like they were in one of those 1940s detective noir type stories, like, D- L- Lieutenant Joe Kenda lived that, and... He's every bit as jaded and every bit as fair as you would expect somebody in a lifetime of that job to be. Well, I worked my way all the way through Homicide Hunter and, and the background, and so I've moved on to my my new thing lately on the background is Ancient Aliens. You know, I used to do Ancient Aliens as well, and and uh, God, it, that's the one with the, the crazy hair guy, Giorgio something, yes. right? Yeah, oh, yes. I love him. I've said this before, and I, I I stand by it. Like one day when you know the Pentagon's already released it that you know oh uh, yeah so there's aliens and we don't know what the hell's going on you know um, they're trying to backtrack on it and everything but but the Navy keeps releasing all this footage of stuff that shouldn't be possible. Um, that well, been I'm, on I'm waiting recorders. for his next show, which is I told you so. Yeah, like one day. Years and years and decades from now, maybe maybe even centuries from now, we will look back on this and there will be a statue of him in every major city going 100 <laughs> percent correct. <laughs> this man had it nailed from A to B, you know, A to Z had absolutely everything on the money. <laughs> well, I, well, I will say that one thing, though, is um, and I know this is very off topic, but. It's interesting how the first couple of seasons are kind of like, wow, that's interesting. And the last couple of seasons are, I think we're reaching a little bit there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you sure you wanted that? Like, you recorded this, right? Like, people are going to see it, but okay. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you watch Dr. Greer's Unacknowledged, and you're like, I knew it. You know, <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, so okay, I, so to bring I, us back around, you fixed a car instead of going to a gun show. Uh, we did fix a car instead of going to a gun show, and and survived, and survived. And uh, my dad was like, "Look, I'm really sorry you had to do this on your birthday weekend." And I'm like, "Look, it's about par for the course, you know. At least, you know, I'm on this side of the ground." He goes, "Wow, you really lowered the bar for birthdays." <laughs> <laughs> Like, look, man, at this point, I don't really expect much. And uh, he goes, well, I tell you what, I probably make it a little bit better. And he goes back into his office and he brings out a Rossi break open tactical 410 shotgun. Oh, and uh, he's like, look, I got this. I don't really want it. Um, It's yours if you want it. And you wanted a 410 too, right? I did, you know, and I I got, you know, the Mossberg and stuff like that. But I've been kind of in a 410 mood recently. And uh, he's like, look, it's yours if you want it. I got it for your mom. Because it's like light and small and very, you know, everything's all self-contained. It's a single shot. It's a hammer fire. Like, it's very simple to use. And I don't know what it is about break open, hammer fired, single shot shotguns, but women tend to gravitate towards them because they, for some reason, they make sense to them. It's very simple. You don't have to deal with a cylinder. You don't have to deal with a magazine. You just open tube, put round in, close tube, pull hammer, fire. Like, for some reason, that seems to resonate with women, and I'm, I'm not sure why that is. 
Maybe it's because they can see all the parts and they understand what's happening. I, I'm not sure. But um, he got it for my mom uh, as a varmint gun. And uh, she... Well, you are in Texas. Yeah, and you kind of need a varmint gun in the country in Texas at times, especially in the summertime at night because there are things that come a-crawling. Um, coyotes, snakes, uh, large lizards, badgers... Um, you know, Yawning snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, things like possums, all kinds of stuff. And, and a 410 is nice to have. You know, you, you put uh, some uh, number six birdshot in it and, you know, you can pretty much take care of whatever comes around. And uh, as far as small game, it's it's literally a varmint gun. It's a back porch gun. It's really what it's for. And uh, he got that for her and she didn't like it. She wanted to use his Henry. And I'm going to interject another small piece of uh, East Coast versus uh, South. Um, If you were to go off your back porch here and shoot something, the police would show up immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So not not that we get as much of the creepy crawlies. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a family of possums living underneath my shed. Um, You know, we definitely get bats. Uh, groundhogs, and much to my surprise, uh, if you get a little bit closer to the water, beaver. Yeah, well, the the wildlife here, the nuisance wildlife is actually pretty diverse, and there's a lot of it. Plus, now, of course, that doesn't happen in city limits. If you're living in downtown Dallas or, you know, a city, you know, like locally, there's, you know, any number of cities that have over 100,000 people in them. Um, that is not something you're going to want to do inside the city limits, but... I don't live inside the city limits, neither does my father. Many people, in fact, don't. I live in an unincorporated land. I can shoot whatever the hell I want, whenever the hell I want it. (laughs) Uh, Same thing with fireworks and all that kind of thing. But the further you live out in the country, the more you really do need to consider a firearm for basic home protection and not from people. It's largely from animals. Uh, there, There are a bunch of invasive species like uh out where my father lives uh because the rabbit and snake population is so large uh there's a lot of bobcats in fact my senior or my high school mascot was the bobcats um there's a lot of them and uh my dad i'll tell this story about my dad because he hates it when i tell this (laughs) when we first moved to texas i was about 13 years old my parents mailboxes i don't know about a hundred, 120 yards from the front door. Uh, okay. So it's out there a ways. And across the uh, street, I say street loosely, it's a gravel road, um, <laughs> up until very recently where they just kind of barely paved over it. But it's, it's, it's at that time it was a gravel road, um, is a big, field, a big cattle field, probably about 100, 150 acres. And behind that is, is another you know thing and a barn and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so there's a lot of open land. And my dad went out to get the mail, and standing there in the middle of the field with a rabbit is a bobcat, and a pretty big one. And my father started to shoo it away. <laughs> Shoo, 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 shoo. He was like waving the mail at it. Shoo, shoo, shoo. It took three or four steps towards it. And it was on the other side of a barbed wire fence. But if you know anything about bobcats, they can not only go through it, they can go under it and over it. And uh, a bobcat, if it's mad at you, can mess you up. (laughs) 
And, Down Karen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so here's my father at the age of, I don't know, about 42. He's a little younger than I am now. At the age of 42, shooing a bobcat with a paper and some mail. And the bobcat apparently put the rabbit down and just looked at my dad like, am I going to have to mess you up? What What are you doing? <laughs> I was over here with my rabbit, and you're going to start some shit? You're going to start some shit? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? <laughs> like, if, I, if I have to put this rabbit down and leave it to mess you up, you're not going to like it. So my dad finally got the message that the cat was obviously not leaving. And he went back and... and I can't believe he did this. He turned his back on a freaking predator cat and walked back to the door. In which case, he got back to the door, looked back, and the cat was still staring at him. He got to the door. The cat picked up his rabbit and went about his way. And uh, he's like, you know, that cat wouldn't shoo. I said, well, that cat was probably trying to figure out whether or not your father was nuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> okay. Under normal circumstances, I'd go over there and claw him, but there's a reason why he's not scared. Yeah, I'm not sure huh. what to do here, but if he presses this, like he put the rabbit down, like, all right, I may need my teeth here in a minute. You know, <laughs> obviously this situation is not normal. If I have to go over there, I think I'm going to have to go full bore. So my mom and I are just looking at him like he's weird because i'm like dad that was a bobcat you know because we can still see him he's he's not moving off fast all right he's just casually saunt this is his place he's casually uh, sauntering it, off and even above and beyond that he's probably still just wandering around going what the what what was that what the, what was he thinking <laughs> you know? so we're looking at I mean, it it's i a, don't even know where to go from here yeah, i don't even know what to say you know like they're never gonna believe this back at the den you know so I'm like, Dad, that's a huge bobcat. He's like, yeah, he would. I tried to shoo him off, but he wouldn't go. And my mom was just losing her mind. You tried to shoo a bobcat? They don't shoo, Michael. They just, he, you know, he could kill you or at least mess you up really bad. So fast forward uh, a couple of months later, and we heard our first coyote song. Uh, which if you get a bunch of guys, if, if those of you who don't live in the country, if you get a bunch of coyotes together in the middle of the night, they'll start yipping at each other. And it's, it sounds like, uh, you know, somebody's killing a bunch of cats basically. <laughs> and, but it was happening like right in front of our house. So we turned the floodlights on and there's like, I don't know, 10, maybe 12 coyotes just standing out there yipping at each other. And a coyote, for uh, again, for those of you who are not familiar with them, are basically the size of a small, thin German Shepherd uh, of varying size. But a full-grown one um, can be fairly intimidating, right? Well, uh, I mean, it's, it looks like a German Shepherd on meth. Yes. It's actually a fairly apt description. And But they're reasonably good-sized, right? If you just saw one profile and didn't see how skinny it was, you'd think it was a wolf. And uh, which we also have in Texas uh, as well. If you get into the mountain or hill country, uh, we have mountain lions. So uh, now around here, it's more hog and bobcat country. But um, there are things, OK, that 
uh, are not afraid to mess with you in the middle of the night or whatever uh, in the country in Texas. Now, in the urban areas and built up in cities and stuff like that, you're not going to get any of those problems. They stay away from those areas and urban areas and all that kind of stuff. But you don't actually have to get. Well, I, I hear the coyotes tend to get into the neighborhoods, though. They do. They um, well, coyotes are are feral dogs. So um, trash cans. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. If they're hungry, if they're, if, if it's the middle of winter and they're having a little trouble finding food, uh, they will encroach on humans just to see what they can get because they're scavengers for all intents and purposes. They will hunt and they will kill things, but they, they try and expend the least amount of energy possible, uh, as animals tend to do. And there's actually a meme bouncing around right now of a uh, girl who thought she was rescuing a German Shepherd on the side of the road. It turns out it was a coyote. <laughs> and in the words for it, she's got the coyote in the car, and the coyote's got a look in his face like, what the hell is going on? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and coyotes, I, I'm pretty sure that, that you know coyotes and wolves are where we got dogs from i mean we have uh, essentially bred out of them the some of the feral nature but that's really if you want to know where dogs came from that's kind of where it is a, a sow like a full-grown uh sow protecting her piglets is the most ferocious animal you've ever wanted to run across she is very aggressive very hyper attentive and very capable of slaughtering you if you are too close to her piglets um even more than a than a actual boar hog um they'll they'll just try and kill you um so there's a lot of things as water moccasins you got all kinds of crap down here it's wild <laughs> country all right the further out in the country you go the more you have to like learn from people who live here <laughs> like all right what do i have to learn you know what do i have to watch out for where do we where do we not if go it's dark and it's moving just shoot it yeah <laughs> um so there's there's all kinds of things you need to learn, but when I think the biggest change for, for people who come from the city and move out to the country is you really do need, all that to say, you really do need a firearm um, to protect your homestead, essentially. Uh, that has not changed. Uh, nature is still here. We haven't killed it all yet, and um, it's not exactly always friendly to you. Uh, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know what kind of food situation or water situation they're in. If they're encroaching on humans, they're obviously desperate and are not in the same state of mind they might otherwise be. And you need a gun for that. Now, a 410 is a great varmint gun. And that's good for anything smaller than a hog, basically, uh, at close distances. Now, if at far distances, you got time to go in the house and just lock the door they're not going to come in <laughs> but if they've taken if they've taken up residence on your back porch you can get them out of there with a 410 uh, or make sure that they're not going to be there again so to give them the ambient temperature challenge you know um so there's there's the need for that kind of thing now my mom hated the gun um because my mom hated it. I don't I don't know why, but it was a, a 410 Rossi. Well, yeah, it's a 410 Rossi, and her other option was a 410 Henry. Yeah. And, I mean, that's uh, an easy decision. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I have both a Henry and a Rossi, and the way I'll put it is, is the Rossi needs to be worked in a bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'd take the Henry. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, well, I'll just take the Henry single action, you know, and I've got a – it's a Rossi single shot toughie. 
is is what it is t u f f y and it's it's got a side saddle with the in the stock with the the stuff on it and everything like that and i was like wow that's super nice and he's like your mother won't take it your mother won't shoot it she won't look at it she won't hold it she won't anything and it's a nice light rugged gun uh it's it's a lovely little thing and um she hated it she wanted my dad's henry and to be fair as you have said of course she did it's a freaking henry <laughs> if you have to choose between the two <laughs> pick the damn henry uh, yeah, I mean, if if somebody's sitting there going, here's my Henry, here's your Rossi, you're going to start looking back and forth going, hey. Hey. <laughs> Which is exactly what she did. She's like, hey, I like the Henry. It's like everybody likes the Henry. You know, <laughs> like, how can you not? I have two of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, do you? Yeah, I also have the their little um their their answer to the Mossberg Shockwave, which is a little oh that's engine. right the little the little um um they, they call axe it the head. axe yeah the axe head one um yeah I uh so I got the Rossi out of it which is not so bad you know I uh I, I didn't expect that and everything but it, it's just one of those things where you're just in the right place at the right time you help out the right people in this case it was my father um. But, uh, yeah, so that was the only gun I got for my birthday so far. But I would like to say, I sent Jake a picture of it. I did put a red slash green dot on my Henry. However, it is not the $20 one <laughs> that you get from Amazon. So so we're, what is it then? Um, It's the $50 one I got from Amazon. <laughs> ah, okay. It's a 30 millimeter by one. It's a 30... 30 by one or one by 30 um, red slash green dot. So um, I normally use the, the green dot on it cause it's easier to see during the daytime. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it, I, th- I think it's going to work out great uh, because what I really want to do with that particular Henry, uh, I also found like 150 or 200 rounds. I think it's, I think it was 150 rounds of 44 at uh, my local big box for 40 bucks a box as i had said uh last cast so uh, i've got some ammunition to shoot with and i think i'm going to train it out to about 60 70 yards okay and uh, see how we do uh, and i think that'll be very enjoyable because uh i think you know as far as security goes uh nothing that i need if it's further than 60 yards away i can get in the car you know and just yes. drive off you know, there's nothing that can from 60 yards away go, oh, no, I don't have time to walk eight paces into the car and drive off. Um, there's nothing that that can do that here. Uh, so and I'm sure somewhere along the line, someone will correct me and tell me how wrong I am. But if I'm a, if I am correct, um, the 44 Magnum is actually pretty flat flying. Uh, it is out into, you know, like it's it's still a pistol round. So, uh, but under 75 yards, it's pretty flat. Uh, you can go all the way out to a hundred, 120 yards. I've heard of people saying, Oh, it'll go further than that. Kind of. No, it won't. I mean, it will physically go further than that, but you lose all that. Yeah. You're not really aiming at anything. It, It becomes a ballistics, uh, nightmare after that, but under 75 yards, it's pretty flat and it hits with a lot of stopping power. Uh, so those are like 235, 240 grain bullets. They are 
going real fast. Yeah, they're heavy, and it'll stop. You can put it this way. It'll stop a 400-pound charging hog in three steps. You know, you hit them with one of those, it just goes down. Uh, so it is very good for security out on the ranch, uh, which is really what it's for. We have, uh, ever since we had the Marlin, and we've had uh, about 15 rounds, and we keep the uh, the Marlin always loaded and against the tailgate or, you know, right at hand so that if there is something big that we need to deal with that uh, will not be stopped with a shotgun, we need a rifle, we have a forty four uh, with us. So um, even as big as hogs are, a forty four to the chest or the head, it's going down. It's it's done. Yeah. Uh, and with a lever action, you can put three or four in before he gets too close to you. So um, it's a great... Uh, defense gun for out in Texas uh, areas and all that kind of stuff. For and it's all it is. I mean, a rifle. Yes, if you had a thirty thirty or a three hundred eight or something like that, you could get them a couple hundred yards out. But you don't like. We have no. If it's a couple hundred yards out, I don't think I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Like, first of all, I'm not in any danger if it's that far away. Yeah. Second, you know, which is all I'm really worried about. Um, second, I have no desire. Like I have told everybody this time and time again, I am lazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't really want to from the supermarket. Yeah. I, I, you know, if somebody has some meat, I'll definitely take it, but I don't want to shoot it and dress it. Oh my God. that just seems like a lot of work and it's hot outside. All right. Um, plus it starts to smell after a while and it's just, it's not a pleasant time. There's flies everywhere. It's just not fun. Uh, so at least not for me, some other people to super get off on that. But for us, it's just more of a self-defense thing. Um, if, if there's boar like a hundred yards away, I don't care. You know, like you're going about your business. I'm going about my business. Don't come over here. I won't come over there. Everything's fine. Um, you start coming in close, you start getting aggressive. Well, now we're going to have to deal with you. But uh, and that's just kind of how I feel about it. There's other people who go out to that ranch who go hunting for them. And I know that that is a thing that you need to do, uh, because unlike other animals, uh, hogs reproduce very, very quickly. Um, You can have a breeding pair of hogs. They will breed two or three times a year, eight piglets each. They will reach maturity inside of a year and be breeding age inside of a year, year and a half. So if you had two hogs and you didn't, you know, like you didn't do anything with them on, on your land, um, by the end of the year, you could have 40. By the end of the second year, you could have 200. Um, you do need to keep them down. <laughs> it, mm, it, it can, barbecue. Yeah, it can be a problem. And there's people who have a hog roast all the time or have a hog hunt. Um, and that's what that's for. Uh, especially if you're a rancher, you don't need a license to kill hogs. It's they're a menace. They're a nuisance. They eat your crops. They destroy your underbrush. They they mess up your trees. They they they'll eat other animals. Like if you have chickens, they'll they'll kill those. And, and, and I've actually seen online, and obviously have no personal experience with this, that you know some of the larger ranches will get people out in helicopters just plugging away. Uh, so uh, it doesn't work in the area I'm in because there's a lot of tree cover. But in larger open areas, yes, they will, um, because they can hurt other animals. They'll kill almost anything, like sheep, um, but any small animal, uh, sheep, uh, uh, chickens, birds, livestock, any anything. 
Um, they'll even harass cows uh, if if they feel like it and they're big enough. So it's not uh, they carry diseases and you just really need to cull them. And it's it's to the point now in some places where they'll have like if they know that they have an issue with the hogs, they'll call them out there and be like, look, everybody bring some stuff. We're going we're having a big ass hog hunt and they'll sweep the land from one area to the other, try and flush them in the night. And uh, you have the next day you have a big ass barbecue and everybody goes home with 20 pounds of meat. So it, it's I mean, that happens at a regular time, <laughs> regular basis in Texas with people who have land. Um, just because the hogs are are here and they're a nuisance, um, you can't really control them because they they're a good at hiding. Uh, B they they breed like rabbits. They're actually pretty mean and kind of can be kind of aggressive. So having something to take care of that, pretty pretty good idea. Which is why um, I was super excited to get the Henry. You know, it's a, it's even though it doesn't have a side gate, as Jake has suggested. <laughs> Uh, well, it's all a matter of preference. It is a fine, fine weapon. I mean, it is uh, a lovely gun. It is made oh, with quality. Having shot that exact firearm, it is beautiful to shoot. Yeah. That is, of course, if you're not an idiot and know how to hold it correctly. <laughs> it is It is lovely to shoot. Um, I am thrilled to have it uh by the way it is because uh, what for what we do with it which is it's used as a a security device you know really um it's it's there to protect the people in our party <laughs> and if the uh if you need to reload in the process of the hog charging you you're already in trouble yeah you know um it, you're at, at the distances we shoot um, which is normally if a hog closes down to about 30, 40 yards, maybe even 50, um, we're like, okay, we need to fix you. And that's now normally before that happens, there's been shotguns going off and hogs are a lot of things, but stupid isn't one of them. Uh, when the shotguns start going no, no off, suicidal turkeys. Yeah, not often. Uh, the only time we've had that happen is uh, when there was a sow that had piglets and she decided that we needed to move away, even though that she had heard the guns going off and she charged Buona. Uh, she was about, uh, when she came out of the brush, she was about 30 yards. Um, I grabbed at the time the, uh, I think it was the Marlin and jacked around in and had her down before she went another eight. You know, it was inside of 10 yards before she was down. And that was, I mean, hit her square in the forehead and she just, you know, right through the brain. And it just, I was aiming for the chest, but I hit her in the brain and, uh, cause you're excited, you know, you're like, ah! <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she was kind of coming at a, uh, a, a quartering angle. So maybe like 10 degrees off of my forward and, uh, Buona spun around. I was like, Oh shit. You know? And, uh, John, I got it, I got it, I got it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, we put her down, and, and that was it. Now, we never saw the piglets, but we're pretty sure that that's the only reason sows charge, right, is because they have piglets and they're feeling protective. We never saw the piglets. We did look, you know, um, but we never saw them. 
And this this hog was like 300 pounds when we got her up on the scale. Um, it cool. Was, she was big. Um, my uh, the, how'd she taste? Good. Uh, I I called my boss and and uh, who owns you can tell the, where my priorities. Yeah, I, I called the boss and and uh, whose ranch it is, and uh, I'm like, hey man, uh, shot a hog, and he goes, okay, how big? I'm like, uh, I don't know, but she's fat. He goes, I'll be there in an hour. So he comes up and behind his truck is a big ass 55 gallon smoker. And uh, uh, he's like, "Hey, what's going on? Where is she?" And I said, oh, "She's over here, man. I'm real sorry. You know, I, I, uh, you know, she charged us." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Help me get her over here." And uh, starts dressing her immediately. And uh, he arrived in like I, he said an hour. He may ever he may have made it in 25 minutes. I mean, he must have just hooked it up and hauled. And uh, and then two other trucks come in, which is his friend and one of our coworkers, and they all start cutting this thing up and just starting up the grill or starting up the smoker and everything. And they, you know, they brought a radio. They're like, "This is great!" And we, I mean, we probably got about 150 pounds of meat off this thing. I mean, it was maybe 100, but it, it was a lot. And we got bacon, we got pork chops, we got, I mean, all kinds of good stuff. Pork shoulder, we—I mean, we cooked up pork shoulder right there. I mean, it was—it was amazing. Just a little salt and pepper and some beer. <laughs> Friggin' awesome. Uh, <laughs> it was absolutely great. And uh, you know, because everybody and people who don't know, they're like, "Oh, it could have been rabbit." I'm like, "No, this wasn't behaving like a rabbit animal. This was the because you can tell the difference. You know, um, there was no." There was there was no craziness. There was no anything. This was very deliberately a, a defensive, aggressive charge, and uh, wasn't wasn't the same. And uh, <laughs> the sheriff shows up. Apparently, he called him, and he's like, "Heard there's pork," and we're like, "Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on in." And uh, so, I mean, that's that's how stuff goes down here. But you sometimes you need that stuff. We did find the bullet lodged in the spinal cord. Um, Somebody dug it out and everything like that. Oh, good expansion on this. Good expansion on this. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> you know, uh, I had uh, one of our coworkers come up, and he's like, Look, man, I know this is your stuff, but I, I would really like to mount the head. I'm like, Look, cheers. All you guys, it's all good. I don't need any of that. I'm just, I'm going to go home with a cooler full of meat. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I need. We're going to dump out the Cokes and put it. Hey, some... babe, we're shopping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, well, it's a working ranch, too. So whenever they um, whenever they have a cow that uh, the uh, the cow will not stay inside the barbed wire, just keeps getting out or breaking the fence or whatever. And in the road, you know, he'll he'll just be like, Steak. yeah, we're going to get this one. And this one's not going to go back with the herd. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll get an email a couple of days later. Hey, anybody who wants, you know, meat, come by my house. It was eating grass on the ranch three days ago, so it's fresh. And, uh, you know, he'll load up. You bring a cooler, and he'll load it up with sirloin that's two inch thick and, and, you know, hamburger, which is the best hamburger meat, ground beef you've ever tasted in your life because it was grass-fed, and it's so fresh it was literally mooing three days ago, you know. and But you don't get that outside of of texas country land you know and, and ranches and stuff like it's 
generally speaking, if you live in the city, it's the same as living in the city anywhere. You got the same rules and stuff. But in Texas, it's weird because you go outside a little bit and suddenly the rules change a whole bunch. Well, that, that's kind of the difference between the coastal areas and any place that you would might even remotely call rural. Yeah. I mean, it, here you can go through three different towns and not really even know that you actually went through three different towns. <laughs> you, you won't necessarily see the breaks. Yeah. But the moment you get someplace rural, in between towns, there's space. Yes, a lot of it. And, uh, you know, the, the first time I drove one of my friends uh, from college back to my house because I had forgotten something, he's like, I thought you were taking me somewhere to be murdered. You know, because we were out in the middle of the country. It was dark. There were no lights. You know, suddenly when you come lots up, lots of holes out there in them desert. <laughs> you know, suddenly come upon this this you know little town. It's like one stop sign, and that's it. I'm like, yeah, well, it's uh, that's or, how that or, works. Or what's the Joe Pesci line? You got to make sure you got the hole already dug. Otherwise, you're out there for 35, 40 minutes. You know, when somebody comes along, you got to dig two more holes, and you're out there all freaking night. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> the, the realities of digging holes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's different, and you, and gun culture is a little bit different down here as well. So, I I didn't I, I didn't necessarily grow up with the same gun culture I'm in now, and maybe that's just because I ran in different circles, or I had different needs, or or you know I just wasn't in that kind of thing. Uh, but it's, uh, I'm telling you, man, it's a lot of fun. You got, you need to come down here in the fall when it gets cool and stuff. Uh, like that, that. that I'm really kind of hoping to, at some point I'm hoping that we can discuss sometime in October. Um, with that said, I had my own, well, I won't go so far. It, it, well, comparatively speaking, it, let's admit it. It's boring. Um, we were talking about my SIG 229 and the different little things that I decided that I wanted to do since I really wasn't finding anything new that was really making me go, ooh, or ah. Um, I, I finally ordered the ProClet slide for it. <laughs> I am trying to decide what kind of grips I wanted on it, whether it's the what they call G-Mascus, mm -hmm. the ones that I showed you last time we talked about it. Oh, yes. Um, or if I just go ahead and go for checkered rosewood. Mm, rosewood's pretty. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and I'm kind of turning that one into kind of my pretty gun. I mean, it, you know, it's a little bit on the heavy side for being what I would carry. You know, it's not going to really fit inside a waistband all that well. Um, and so, but the other thing was, is I've been looking for something to shoot off the 45, uh, ACP that I've got a bunch of now that I don't have a 1911 anymore. Get it, get it, whatever it is, get it. Well, I mean, I sent you a picture of it at the beginning of the week, and it was a CZ ninety seven. Yes, yes. And it was, and it was where I was trying to kind of go, is this really what I want? And you just went, get it. And I kind of made my resolution to do so, but I was going to have to wait till the end of the week because I didn't have the cash to put forward, and um, it disappeared in that process. Which led to the second thing you sent me, which looks well, much cooler. Well, I, I was looking through other things and just in the process and came across the H&K USP not compact 9mm. Which the, the not I, compact nine millimeter? No, it, it's it's the compact. Oh, okay. Version. I thought it, you said the not it, compact nine millimeter. <laughs> no, it's 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 the compact one. Um, 
You know, they I'm make that in a 45 auto. They do make it in a 45 auto, but it's not available in a 45 <laughs> auto. Um, Wooza. And <laughs> so I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm sitting there trying to talk myself into or out of this thing. And, you know, so I start doing some research on the model itself because, you know, I've had other H&Ks before. And they, they, they're nice, but they never really blew my skirt up. Um, the only one that I actually kind of disappointed that I got rid of was the P30, which was the hammer-fired one, and that was actually one of the things I was liking about this is that it's a hammer-fired firearm it versus sure a striker-fired one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started doing some research on the firearm and found out that I, they designed it, not to say that it actually like got picked up by too many uh, organizations. It did by several, but... Um, not as much as, like, for example, the 320 from SIG. It was designed as a special forces firearm. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Uh, and the whole idea is that the whole thing is basically made to be as corrosive resistant as humanly possible. And not only that, but to fire forever without ever being cleaned if that's where you had to go with it. And my, unfortunately, end-of-the-world paranoid nature went, oh, my God, it's the perfect bug-out gun. Yeah, it kind of is for that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, this is, this is probably true. I mean, I, I, I've seen one. I've never shot one. I've seen one. I haven't even put my hands on one. I've seen one. And they look very... See, to me, these look boring because they just look like they're going to work. You know, they're not weird or interesting well, looking. And, and for example, whereas I'm with the um, the, the SIG uh, kind of going your neck of the route and doing what I can to make it pretty um, and, and fun to shoot, hopefully, at the same time. But it, it's going for a lot of cosmetic changes. Sure. Uh, this is going to be something that is purely functional. Yeah, I don't do those. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't do that sort of thing. But, However, I would say that if you're going to pick one to be just purely functional, that's a hell of a one to pick. Yeah, well, I picked it. In fact, Did you? I picked it while we were having our initial conversation before the yes! podcast started. <laughs> Is it on order? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> It's excellent. Now I don't have to feel yeah, bad about spending whatever the hell I'm Basically, do. what I've been doing is, is playing with little things to, uh, like I, I purchased a scope for my Henry. Yeah. Um, no, yep. it's not a twenty dollars one, but it's also not an expensive one. Um, but it, it's probably about the same quality as the one you put on yours. So it's similar pricing and, and similar type. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just for sheer nothing more or less than coolness factor and even the kiddo went okay i have to admit that's pretty cool um i bought a fake suppressor to go on the end of the little 22 charger <laughs> as i it, it's completely useless it's just there for coolness factor oh look i having bought my share of cosmetics in the last couple of weeks i cannot say anything bad about that because it's it's just fun you know you do wind up blowing a little bit of money on it but it's fun so, but it, so in the process of that, when all of a sudden I started learning about that little H and K, it was kind of like, oh man, this is just hitting all the buttons. <laughs> I love it, I love it. So, uh, let's see here. How big's the barrel on that? Um, it looks like three and something. 
it's about three. Hold on for just a moment. I will pull it back up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, see, to me, even the compact looks like it's, I don't know, three and a half. I'm just eyeballing here, but it looks uh, three. Actually, you're about right. It's it's 3.58. Oh, okay. There um, you go. It's a, it's a little bit of a shorter grip, which is actually works for me because I've got the tiny hands. Um, uh, so it, it only holds 13 rounds versus the 15 you normally find in a compact size pistol. Still, that's not bad. Um, night sights, all that wonderful stuff, decocker, safety. I See, I like that. It actually doesn't have a safety or a decocker. It actually has both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm 99% sure that this is being thrown into my bug out bag. <laughs> You're 99% sure. I don't know, man. H&K makes – I like H&Ks. Um, I, I, they're, they're always – now, as far as aesthetics go, they're a little boring. Right. Yeah, um, agree. They're they're very very functional and utilitarian, which goes against the grains on whatever. It's the type of stuff John Wick used to use apparently before the new Austrian varieties. <laughs> I know I know you like the German <laughs> the, the German varietals, but I can wholeheartedly recommend the Austrian the new Austrian breeds. You know, I mean this is this but is even then he went from an H and K to a Glock. I mean you don't get more just straight function than that. Yeah, and which is why I guess you know to me still the although if you had to if you had the exact same type of gun between the two I'd still take the H K over the the Glock. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I know that's blasphemy to all you Glock people, but uh, seriously, shoot both. All right, shoot both, and you tell me that H K isn't better than that Glock, especially, especially even on the, the... trigger pull. Well, even then, throw in the 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 one he was using, which was the long slide with the compensator on the end of it. Yeah, uh, it's just freaking sweet. Um, but I mean, the the HKs are normally a little bit more refined. Um, now I have shot an HK before. Uh, in fact, I owned one briefly. Uh, it was the uh, uh, it was the the little sleek look. Well, for HK, it was the sleek looking one. <laughs> it was uh. All right. Well, there's a lot of things HK does, but Sleek ain't one of them. But it was the um, striker fire or hammer fire. No, it was a striker fire. It's a P2000. Was, okay. Yeah. Um, and that's one the one that got surpassed in by the uh, VP9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had one for a little while. It was neat. Um, it had uh, the cool thing about it that I always thought was cool was it had the the back strap was adjustable so it came with like a couple I can't remember it was like two or three different back straps that it came with so it would fit the size of your hand. Um, it was really cool. It was just a, like a rail and pin system. Yeah, with the the uh, the P30s and the VP9s not only do the back straps but the side panels as well. Oh really? Uh huh. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I never I, that was the only Glock or uh, Glock H and K I've ever owned. Uh, it was pretty, and I owned it for a whopping three weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this was some years ago, but uh, it was it was neat, you know. I didn't I didn't particularly like the way, like it had little to no personality for me. I like guns with a lot of character and a lot of personality, and it was just basically a I don't know. Well, it was very utilitarian, you know. It's very German. Yes. Yeah, you know what? That's true. And some German things. Why do you, why do you need that? Yeah, this is not required. The gun uh, goes boom. <laughs> the gun is perfectly accurate. Uh, it, it's it, it's just not required. In a, like a, some German things, like Mercedes, like Porsche, they they're refined and elegant 
but utilitarian. Well, well right? yeah, that's that's their version of Sig Sauer. Yeah, that's a Sig. Like, you look at a Sig, and that's like the Mercedes Porsche of the gun world. It's like, ah, I see. That is what it should be. Okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, whereas HK is, is an Audi. Yes. Is there is nothing extra on this gun. There is nothing required on this gun. This is just the gun. You know what I mean? It is. They don't... You can have it forever, and it will go boom. What is it? What is exactly is it missing? You know, and you're just like I don't know personality. This is not required. You know, I mean, but you you look at something like the Beretta 92, and it's got tons of personality. You know, why did you? But why does the Italian? Yeah, why did that barrel stick out the end? Because it looked pretty. That was literally the answer. You know, <laughs> but but even then, though, Italians do make fine firearms yes, they so do. don't take this the wrong way but at the same time whereas the Very Germans go for, go, go for function over form the Italians from time to time do go form over function oh yeah no they won't make a gun that doesn't look pretty <laughs> no. know, it may function and do great things and be very reliable but it's gonna look pretty okay and I have found <laughs> that I appreciate that in a firearm like the Italian shotgun I own is a thing of beauty, all right? It's why I bought it over uh, even something like another Beretta, like the Beretta shotguns. Like, the, the more Italian-looking the shotguns get, the more I'm I'm into them because they have these graceful lines, and it's very elegant, and it's, you know, they, they, they do value form and function. Um, the Germans, not so much, and the Austrians are even worse, apparently. Um Glock is is like the it's the Volvo station wagon of the gun world, you know. It's it does everything it's supposed to do, but dear lord, could you have tried like any kind of aesthetic, please? Um, the thing's a rectangle with a rectangle coming out the bottom. Like what the hell, man? I was five. I could draw more interesting guns than that. Uh, but, but that's the way they, they work, you know, and that's the way it is. But uh, the, 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 uh, the HK you're looking at, man, that looks pretty cool. Or, well, actually the HK you bought. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like it. I like it a lot, man. Uh, I, I know you asked whether or not you wanted to cast today so that we could, so that you could talk me into it. I figured I'd just save you the trouble. Just save me the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I had a speech prepared. I'm like, look, man, it'll last forever. HK will go up in value. I think you're going to appreciate the the finish on it. Uh, never mind. He bought it. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to try. <laughs> I mean, the barrel's forged in a way so that the slide will still work, even if you get dirt and grime in it. I mean, uh, has texture grips in case it gets it's wet. wet. Uh, I just, I, I am so happy for you. I love that you made an unnecessary gun purchase. That is fantastic for a, for something <laughs> that will probably never happen. I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. He'll keep calling. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me. <laughs> so did you buy that HK yet? No one buy HK. Okay, I'll be, I'll call back in 10 minutes. You buy that HK yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, see, I'm coming up on a very – and I know we, we've been going a little while. we got to go here soon. But I've been coming up on an interesting problem that I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do about it. Um, I am about to be sitting – after all my birthday monies and, and all that kind of stuff come in, I am still going to be sitting on 
enough I can buy a C9 and have some left over for a gun after that. Okay. I don't know. What kind of gun are we talking about? I have no idea. That's the problem. Like, I don't know what I need. I don't know what I want. I don't particularly, I don't need anything. But I'm going to buy something, right? <laughs> like, make no mistake. I'm going to get one. I just don't know what it's going to be yet. So I, I'm i like, after my C9, I'll have two 9mm. I don't need a 9mm. Um, I have a 380 that I, I use as a, a personal dresser gun. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my concealed carry, which I do keep loaded now and, and jacked. Um, so I have a 380. I have two. I will have two nine millimeters i have every shotgun i could ever want i i don't know like i might have to do rifles i might have to do a rifle which is scary because is, is it time is it time for you to to get your first black rifle uh, i'm still hesitant in that area uh i don't know i don't know those are normally pretty expensive too well uh okay well here's what i would suggest to you just to look, because there is a place to buy economical yet high-quality uh, black rifle stuff, and that's Palmetto State Armory. Armory. All right. Okay. Website. They sell them in completes, all the but all the pieces and parts. However, you want to do it, and they sell them of a high-quality product very economically. And their whole uh, business pr- concept is to sell enough of them for them to be in common use. So that all the legal shit goes out the window. Not to say that it's really going to work that way, but that's their thought process. Right on. on. And uh, whether you want a rifle, a pistol, something in between, uh, different calibers, they've got all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, I still cannot find a 7.62 upper for mine, (laughs) but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, uh, li- literally all of my let me know when they're going to be in stocks from Palmetto State Armory for all the 762 uppers all came in to say they were expired yesterday. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good. So th- I think that was their way of just saying, dude, we're not getting them anytime. Soon. Yeah, we're we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if but I need if a you want a two two three five five six or even a six point five Creedmoor or, you know, the AR-10, which is the 308 version of it. Uh, now, I do know that your father might disown you if you purchase one. Oh, man, he would be so upset if I bought a Freedom Rifle. Are you kidding me? Uh, you could always do a Mini-30. Oh, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I mean, some of this stuff is, is pretty cool. I mean, I, I... Hey, if nothing else, if you get the Mini-30, you can pretend to be on the A-Team. You <laughs> pretend to be on the 18th. No, at that point you need an AK. Uh, no, no, modern modern 18, yes, but 1980s 18. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, all they were using were mini 30s, and they fired off the most amount of rounds without hitting a damn thing. Like, oh yeah, nothing. Like 7,000 rounds expended. Nobody was injured. You know? <laughs> the only people who were injured were in the flipped cars that were suddenly on fire and they crawled out from underneath them. Exactly. Uh, like, oh, I don't know what happened. You know? <laughs> You're firing two, two, three rounds at me, and the car just flipped over. <laughs> uh, oh, you can't get six five Creedmoor, can't you? Huh, look at that. Yeah, you can get a lower for a six five Creedmoor. That's weird. Yep. 
Uh, see, I just find that whole thing weird. It's just, it's just strange to me. <laughs> well, I, what some people get, really like about the, uh, the the Black Rifle AR platforms is the fact that you can what, you can go out and buy a complete rifle that'll do whatever you want it to. Um, or you can literally build it from the ground up and customize the hell out of it. Now, it'll look like just about any other, but it'll perform the way you wanted it to. <laughs> and people get real, real intense about that, too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that does that does not surprise me at all. Um, th- yeah, some of that some of that is is very I I bet you that's true. Uh <laughs> Although you're right, my dad would probably disown me if I brought home a black rifle. <laughs> I mean, uh, that would be... Oh, they got a nice uh, Springfield Armory St. Victor. That looks cool. It's got a 16-inch barrel. That's nice. Uh-huh. I like that. That's, that's neat looking. Ooh. Now, it's this would actually run uh, a whole lot more than you probably would like to spend, but the uh, uh, Springfield makes a really nice M1. Ooh. <laughs> Springfield M1. Let's see. Oh, wow. That's neat. Yeah, and they come from everywhere from completely tacked out to almost vintage. Yeah, I like the vintage looking one. That's really neat looking. Let's see that I could maybe do. Now, and the other thing you could look at Wow, they're two grand. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing you could look at if you wanted just to go for downright funky looking and neat, but, well, they have personality, but they're not vintage by any stretch of the imagination. You could always look at the Chris Vectors. Now, I know what that is, and uh, d- d- damn, man. <laughs> that's that's uh, y- y- plenty, in, in Texas, plenty that's of... The one. In, in Texas, that's the one that everybody looks around and goes, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Oh yeah. Where did where did you done get that? Yeah. Yeah, I got that big box in the front. Is, is, is that even a gun? Oh yeah. Oh no. They they around here they'd probably know what it is. Um, because you know, like some of these farm boys have that. Like you forget, like a lot of these country boys, their hobby is firearms. That's their only yeah. hobby. You know. And they got all kinds of stuff. Like if you you meet a country boy, he's got the the big buckle, the boots, the belt, and and all the rest of the stuff. And he's got a ranch as well. I guarantee you, his firearm collection is bigger than yours. <laughs> I guarantee. And I don't care how many guns you have, he has more. Right? Oh, it's crazy. Uh, but those are those are kind of holy crap. Do you know what they want for those? Uh, well, let's put it this way: before everything went to shit, they were looking for about fifteen hundred for them. Yeah, more than that, that went, now. Yeah, yeah that, went, that probably went up. Yeah, a little bit. Um, dear Lord, I mean, they look neat though. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk like future gun? I love the California compliant Vector CRB with no pistol grip, fixed position stock, and ten round magazine. I, I just love the fact that they name it. Oh, here's one for you, the Vector CRB Maryland. Maryland oh, compliant. Yeah, but I'm Delaware. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, they don't have a Delaware version. Yeah, Maryland compliant basically means um, no muzzle device and 10-round magazine. Yep, yep. That's exactly it. Then then the other crazy one you get is Massachusetts. Yep, they got a Massachusetts and New Jersey compliant vector with fixed yeah. position and, stock and, and ten round. And magazine. then the the New, the the New York model is just called the "Don't bother." <laughs> yeah, the we don't want your kind here. Uh, yeah, 
Uh, they, they got a couple of those. I love that they named one of their rifles after California. That is, yep. That is so great. I just, I love that. <laughs> the vector CRV Texas would be like all the bells and whistles. <laughs> uh, I actually, the, the, the Texas one, I'm pretty sure is the 10 millimeter. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just ridiculous, man. Uh, they're they're fantastic. They're looking, but yeah, they're gonna be a bit expensive. Let's just look. Let's let's just see. What are we talking? Oh no, they haven't gone up much. Fifteen hundred seventy-five dollars for the Vector CRB. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not bad. Oh, uh, oh, I like the white one. Makes you think you're playing like Ghost Recon or something. Oh, either that or you can pretend you're a stormtrooper. Oh man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> like the best thing ever. Not fifteen hundred dollars for the best thing ever, but best thing ever. That's just amazing. This is my Star Trooper gun. <laughs> you hit anything with that? Absolutely nope. not. <laughs> In fact, I think it's against code. <laughs> go, go buy go buy some of that streak ammo so it looks like you're actually firing laser bolts. <laughs> well, I have some birthday money, but not that much. No. <laughs> Oh, crap. You got anything else, sir? I do not. Right on. We will see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.